Okay, so it's time. You're ready. You've decided you're going to do this. Employ another team member. But how do you get it right? Welcome to the Tradies Business Show, helping you get off the tools and into true business ownership so you can spend more time doing the things that matter most. Now, here are your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. And welcome again, everyone, to another episode of the Tradies Business Show, of course, Tradies Favourite Podcast. G'day, listeners. I'm Warwick, and that was awesome, Michaela. <laughs> Bit assumptive there, it's Tradies Favourite Podcast. Of course it is. Uh, why wouldn't it be? Yes. We have a very high opinion of ourselves here we at do. the Tradies Business Show. We do. So I'm Michaela Clark <laughs> from Tradies VA. And I already told you who I am, but... Uh, and where are you from, Warwick? Uh, Tradies Business Toolkit. There's the plug. Thank you very much. Now, what are we going to talk about today? Well, we're going to talk about, as as I alluded to in the uh, the intro to the show, we're going to talk about hiring staff. I hate calling them staff. I've Ugh. really got into the habit over the years of calling them team. And as wanky as that may seem, and I gave a, a wank-free oh, zone commitment at the start of this podcast, but uh, we want team members. We don't just want staff to turn up and do a job. So, uh, But how do you make that decision? It's It's such a problem, and I think so many tradies really struggle with this. They're either fearful of putting someone on for financial reasons, and we might talk about that in another episode about how do you actually make that decision as to can you afford it. But then once you've kind of gone, you know what, we just really need somebody, how do you get it right? Because I see so many tradies stuff it up. Yeah, and I mean, they either do it too short, yep. you know, just don't put any effort into it because they're so desperate and they just take, you know, the first two blokes that ring and have a chat to them. Mm-hmm. Or they just drag the process out and they can't make a decision and it just goes on and on and the good ones have gone by then, they've gone somewhere else. So I'm sure there's a formula to the right way to do it and I'm sure you, Warwick, is going to show us. <laughs> Surprisingly, there's a process <laughs> and a system. But you know what? This has been tested uh, on my loyal subjects over the years. And can I say I was surprised by the process. There's a, there's a bit of a step in there that... Uh, we might have a, a, a heated discussion about that. Oh, we'll see say. how we go. We don't want to sort of upset too many people today. Now, but, firstly, uh, let's get this, this question that's on everyone's minds. Do you do it yourself or do you get a recruitment company? Oh, you've brought that one out early. Okay. Uh, are you baiting me here, Michaela? I, I'm a big fan of the DIY approach, I have to say. Now, I'm a committed home DIY guy myself i love to stuff up the odd home project but honestly I, and you said this before we hit record on the show mccullar is nobody knows your business as well as you do if you're listening to this show and you're a tradie business owner you know your business you understand your business you know what sort of person you need in your business i just think it's really hard to outsource that to somebody else and when you look at the the cost benefit decision there the amount of money that you might have to pay to a recruiter and g'day to all the recruiting companies out there uh, <laughs> they're switching off I, I don't think we're going to get any on the show but uh hey look if there's a recruiter listening and you'd like to come on and debate this point with us uh feel free uh but i just think for the amount of money you'd invest in that i would rather see the business owner actually learn how to do this themselves because it's not something you're going to do once and never have to do again the thing about building a team is that you'll have to replace team members over the time and as your business grows you'll need more team so you might as well actually get good at this yourself uh, and it is a fairly simple process and I have to say although my clients are probably a little bit 
frightened and uh, surprised when they learn what they're going to be doing. Uh, once they go through it the first time, 99% of the comments I get are, you know what, that actually wasn't so bad. And wow, we really do feel like we found the right person or at least someone who's pretty close to that. And I must say the process that you recommend is puts a lot back onto the potential team members to do some things and work beforehand that will show their commitment as they move through the process. Yeah, it's it's not enough that your resume says you've done this for 13 years and you've got these tickets. I mean, that's that's a starting point and that's all it is. It's not enough. It's not gone to the days where you put a sign up in the window saying help wanted or, you know, we're hiring and the first guy that walks past with a pulse gets the job. I so hope I never have to be interviewed by you for a job. <laughs> it's fun, Michaela. It's really fun. <laughs> All right. So what's the first thing that, you know, any business or small business, trade business should do when looking for a staff member? Is it to write the ad? Is it to, you know, ask people, do they know anyone? What do you yeah. suggest? Well, usually the first place people start is they write the ad. And I'm going to suggest that's not the first thing you do because you're going to stuff it up. If if you start with the ad, you've missed a really critical step, and that's actually working out what is this person's job going to be. So write a Key position point. description. Key point. Yeah, it's kind of important to know what they're <laughs> going to be doing. Now, you probably have that in your head, uh, but it's really important to write it down and get clear about what's the job description. And more than that, how do they fit in with whoever else is on the team? It might just be you as the tradie, or you might have five other people that they need to work with. So you've got to get really clear about how they fit and what their key tasks and key responsibilities are going to be before you write an advertisement to attract that person. Because really, this is no different to advertising for customers. You're trying to attract a great person to your business. So you need to actually put a pretty good pitch out there so you get a great team member, not just the team member. Mm -hmm. Um, So having that job description, really, really important. And that actually makes it a lot easier to write the ad because that'll then help you, I guess, understand the sort of qualities that you want in that person who's going to join your team. Because there's a difference between a very qualified electrician and a qualified electrician who's going to be great with your customers and great with your other team members and work well with you uh, or, you know, plumber or mechanic or whatever your industry is. So Mm -hmm. it's not enough just to have the experience. Right. And so once the job ad's written, what do we do with that job ad? Well, you have to advertise it. Was that a loaded question? Sorry. <laughs> there any obvious. particular avenues that you suggest, Warren, <laughs> oh, right, okay. to now advertise these days? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, look, think about in your industry, where do those team members hang out? You know, what sort of stuff are they reading? Uh, you've also got to look at your bang for buck. I mean, things like Seek and My Career. Um, those sorts of websites, they're, they're pretty good. You know, for the money, you get good reach. Um, most tradies are pretty tech savvy these days. Uh, I find lots of people are searching for stuff online, regardless of, of you know what level of education or anything they've had. So um, we tend to use online uh, advertising sites and rarely newspaper. I just don't think people reply to newspaper job ads anymore. And there's a lot going through social media as well. Yep. Obviously, LinkedIn is is a yep. bit more focused on recruitment and professional mm. industries, but uh, certainly putting it in your social media and if the yeah. person's already following you and they're interested already you know, in your company as well. So And ask your customers. 
I, I had a conversation with one of my clients recently, a motor mechanic, uh, and I said, you know what? This is marketing. Tell them you're growing. And because of the popularity of your business, you've actually got an opportunity for a committed person to come and join your growing team. And uh, they put that message out to their customers and got a few prospects back. But it just tells people that, hey, we're doing really well and uh, we've got room for some more great team members. So it is another opportunity to actually talk to your customers. So don't overlook that opportunity as well. Cool. So the ad's gone out, people are starting to reply. What's the next step there? Is just get the first five that come in, give them a call? Yep. Just the yep. first Done. the first one that Episodes lands. Just <laughs> go, hey, look, this guy's got what we need. Ring him up, give him the job. Cool. Okay, done. <laughs> I'm sure that's not If what, only uh, it was that simple, hey? And you know what? We laugh about it, but unfortunately, I've seen it done that way before, mm. and yeah, it can work out maybe, but generally not the best strategy. So, so I've got 100 resumes that have come in. What's my next step? Oh, well, go pour yourself a stiff drink <laughs> because you're in for some interesting reading, um, but you will get you'll get all types. You know, there'll be people with that address none of the criteria of the ad mm-hmm. and some that address all of them uh, and it makes it quite difficult. So before you open that first attachment to the emails uh, or the first letter, if it's been sent in the old snail mail, is write yourself a a couple of lists, okay, really quick bullet lists. One is must-haves and, you know, these are maybe the five or ten things that your next team member absolutely must have. You know, they must have a certain license or ticket. Well, they must have experience with a particular type of machinery, whatever those must-haves are. Uh, and then you write yourself a list of the nice-to-haves and really think carefully about not putting too much in the must-have list uh, or the other way around because what you're going to do now is take your stack of 100 resumes or submissions and your must-have list and do your first cull. And anybody that doesn't have all of the must-haves, because remember they're must-haves, mm-hmm. goes in the bin. Or at least in the follow-up file for later in case you need somebody else. Okay. Um, but really, you have to, especially if you get a lot of applications, and I've seen people have, you know, in excess of 200 applications to certain job ads, you got you can't spend too much time reading through all these things. And it gets quite confusing as well mm. and fairly boring. One thing I find when I'm recruiting is if it's got a spelling error in it, and I don't care how qualified <laughs> you are, or if you use some kind of shortened SMS um, oh, language, yes. you're gone. You are yeah. so gone. Yep. Okay, so you've screened them. Yep. You've got them down to your, your top lot. Mm-hmm. A phone interview or what do you recommend as a next step? And this is this is going to be a bit of a surprise for some. Yeah, look, there's, there's a few different opinions about how to do this, but the process that, that my clients and I follow is to now do a pre-interview questionnaire. So before you get a Guernsey, and uh, you get the opportunity to sit in an interview, you have to fill out a questionnaire. Now, you, you've sent your resume in and everything as the applicant. It's a simple questionnaire. There's some some uh, questions in there to kind of give us a feel for who's actually applied for the role. But it's it's funny, you know, some people just don't fill it out and send it back. They've applied for the job, but they don't fill out five simple questions and email it back. And that's what I was going to say, how many questions are on there? And isn't it amazing that already, just by getting them to do a small thing, that you're going to wipe some applicants that aren't even interested totally. without you having to spend time interviewing them and all that? Exactly. So what kind of percentage of people do you see generally wouldn't return the questionnaire? Look, it sits at around 10 to 15%. Okay, just so don't, don't send that back. So that's a lot. So if you think about you send that questionnaire out to, you know, maybe 20 or 30 people, at least two or three, maybe more sometimes, just don't send it back. 
Uh, so that's going to give you another screen. And look, if they can't send back a simple questionnaire, what do you think they're going to perform like as an employee who has to fill out job cards and timesheets and invoices and all that sort of stuff? And even if they do it badly, yep. you know, they send it back but it's not really great and it's terrible grammar yeah. or whatever, you, you're ruling out a lot. Or they haven't read the questions properly or whatever. So, again, it's just looking for the sort of people that are actually going to fit your criteria. And I know this sounds really harsh, and I I do sound hey, like a bit this of a... haven't heard anything yet. Wait <laughs> the next step. Bat. But, you know, you want the best person to join your team. You know, if you were going to the Olympics, you wouldn't just take any old runner. Uh, you'd want the best, and so you'd put them through their paces. And it's like that old saying, you know, fire fast, hire slow. And right. I think this process really do, does weed out a lot. So That's right. Now we get to the next stage about doing an interview. And again, you have a unique and, well, you know, brutal uh, <laughs> step in this, to be honest. And I've, I've actually never been in one of these, but you actually do a group interview. A group interview. And yes, that means everybody is sitting in the room at the same time being asked similar questions or the same questions around the room in front of everybody else. Uh, and I've I've sat through these, you know, back back when I was a young guy uh, in sales roles and that sort of stuff as building rep. Uh, you know, I've sat through group interviews as a a twenty something year old guy, and I have to say, I was crapping my pants. <laughs> uh, so that's not the aim, though. And certainly, it it seems a bit scary. We do tell the applicants beforehand in most cases that that you will be sitting in a group interview. It's not meant to be scary. Um, it's to honestly. The biggest thing is to save the business owner time. And mm. and to our listeners, they're all busy, right? Yep. And they've all got heaps to do. And can you imagine if you've got four or five or six really good candidates and you have to sit through four or five or six hours of interview, there goes that, – that takes you a week to get through. Mm. And by the time you get to the last one, can you really remember how the first one answered that question and if they gave a better response than this one and – you know, you're a professional tradesperson. You're not a professional recruiter. So we want to make this as easy though, as possible. Putting a whole lot of people in a room, as this is that really their main interview. You don't really go on to do individual ones unless it, it gets just a couple. That you're putting them in a situation, but perhaps they're not showing them their best light because this is some nerve wracking experience, or someone else takes their answer that they were going to do, and now what are they going to say? And Perhaps this is putting them, I guess it's putting them in a pressure situation, but, you know, are you maybe making it just a bit harder for the real stars to shine through? Yeah, look, I guess that's a that's a possibility, it's a risk, um, and you know, maybe that happens sometimes, but I suppose my point of view on this is that when they actually join your business, they're going to be dealing with pressure situations and they're going to be taken outside their comfort zone maybe with an unhappy customer or another team member that they don't click with um, or they didn't meet a deadline or they've buggered something up and, you know, as the business owner, you, you're not very happy about that. So we're looking for people who have the, the right personal qualities. And, oh, this again, this is going to sound a bit hard, but honestly, if you can't sit in a room with three or four other guys or girls from your industry and answer a few questions about yourself. I don't know. Are you really going to be helping me grow my business or are you just a dude turning up to collect a paycheck? Sure. And so just talk a little bit about the process. So you have a few in a room. How many would you recommend in a group? Oh, the most the most I've done is 20. Wow. Now that was a, that was a that was a big job and a big interview. Uh, but that was a pivotal role, management role in a bigger business. Mostly 
four to six, sometimes eight. So we're only talking, you know, four or five people sitting in a room. And honestly, the feeling is more like a bit of a chat. Once you warm people up and, and put them at ease a bit, we do just have a bit of a yarn around the table. They talk about themselves a bit. They tell us how they've responded to certain things in the past. And uh, I might put up a sample of, of some of the interview questions for people in the show notes. So if you want to go uh, grab some sample questions, uh, head over tr- to tradiesbusinessshow.com forward slash 32 and you can download the uh, the sample interview questions and you can practice on your next unsuspecting victim so do you ask the same question to everyone in the room or do you just ask a question see who answers how does that work bit of a combination i mean basically you give everybody the opportunity to kind of pitch themselves so tell us a bit about who you are and why you're here i mean it's pretty simple stuff that they should know the answer to these questions uh we're not asking them you know to solve complex algebra or anything like that under pressure we google questions no 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 it's just regular stuff and we're just looking for people who handle themselves well in that situation can think on their feet um show a bit of leadership if that's required for the role uh if you're hiring an apprentice then maybe those things aren't quite as important so you're going to ask some different questions and be looking for different things but if you're after a a leading hand or a workshop supervisor or something then you know we can expect these people to kind of handle themselves yeah and so you know, is there what kind of animal would you be kind oh. of questions? <laughs> what animal would you be, Warren? What animal would I be? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I've, I've had a few people give me some ideas. <laughs> I didn't really like the responses very much. Um, I don't ask that question. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've had clients choose to ask it over the years. And honestly, the response that people give is way less important than their creativity. Or again, it's those personal qualities. I don't care if they say pelican. Because, you know, I like giving out bills to people. Uh, like, that was a really bad dad joke, wasn't it? Did <laughs> <laughs> that just come off the top of your Because we didn't prep that at all. That does. that stuff. Hey, I got heaps more of that stuff. <laughs> if you'd like to hear more of my really weird <laughs> jokes, listeners, <laughs> keep listening because there'll be more coming. But, uh, you know, I don't care what the response is so much as something like that. You know, he says, oh, pelican. And just make something up on the spot because, hey, here's a guy or or girl that can think on their feet and has a sense of humor Mm. and fits in because at the end of the day, you're going to be working closely with these people. So you you sort of would like to like them and get on with them. And if you don't click, I don't care how many tickets and how much experience you've got. If you sit there and give me monosyllabic grunting answers, this is going to be a hard relationship to have work over the next couple of years. Sure. What about personality testing, profiling, all those woo-woo question type stuff? Where yep. do you sit on those? Uh, used to do it. Used to do it all the time. Haven't so much with my, my mentoring clients in recent years. I suppose uh, partly uh, I feel like I get a reasonable read on people anyway. I mean, I've done hundreds and hundreds of those profiles on people and debriefed heaps of people over the years. So you start to be able to get a sense of what someone's profile might be. Um, if they don't have you in their presence, though, is it something that you recommend uh, people look into? Yeah, there's there's some good ones. Um, there's one called DISC, D-I-S-C. It's just a four-quadrant thing. There's some free online things you can find. Um, there's paid services that don't cost very much for each test. I think they're good if you get down to maybe two or three people and it's really, really close and you get to the end of your group interview and you think, you know what, it's those two, but I just don't know how to pick between them. 
because they were both great. They're both perfect for the role. How the heck do I choose between Bill and Mary? Um, and those personality profiles, oh, they can be a bit of a double-edged sword, a little bit dangerous because we pigeonhole people. Because mm-hmm. um, I've seen people with weird profiles. Oh, there's no such thing as a weird profile. Can we edit that out? Nope. Um, if we leave the pelican joke in, we'll leave that in as well. Eh? Yes. But, yeah, you've just got to be careful. You don't go, oh, that they're a so-and-so. They're definitely not going to be good for this role because it's not always true. Mm. But it can give you some insight into, oh, this person might struggle with this aspect of the role because they ha- you know, are inclined to have less attention to detail, for example. Yeah, uh, sure. So they can be helpful to maybe be that kind of you know, penalty shootout at the end. Yep. And something I always find, often it comes down to when it's down to last few, you know, you tend to just get a gut feel sometimes and you just, yeah, whenever I haven't listened to my gut when it comes to staff, it's been yep. a disaster. Yep. So I now, you know, it's I my Bible. I have a rule is uh, you get it down to, it usually comes down to two or three, right? Uh, and I say to my clients, so that's all good, um, go sleep on it. Seriously, yep. sleep on it one night at least. Maybe two if you're still struggling. But, yeah, see what see what comes up for you overnight because, you know, the old subconscious and the intuition, there's there's definitely something in it. Uh, and I think it can actually help just wake up and think, you know what, just something that guy said, I don't know, it just didn't sit right with me. So we're going to go with the other fella. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with giving them a trial as well, putting them a few hours on the tool or whatever the job is and just seeing how they do fit and mm. just how and they the operate the team and, yeah. basic situations. And then you can also judge their skills as well. Absolutely. And and that's then much less stressful for a lot of people because they're not in that group environment. So they might be a bit more chatty and uh, you know you might find that they really settle straight in or that they are still the same quiet, nervy person that really doesn't handle customers and it's like, yeah, this isn't going to work out. Yep. And what about checking references? I used to always have the opinion that no one's going to put a dud reference on your resume, so they're a waste of time, until I started ringing them. And about 50%, when I used to ring, go, hmm, just something they'd say. You go, oh, I'm not going to hire that person. <laughs> That's right. So I actually find them extremely valuable now for the staff with my company. But how do you find them? Yeah, definitely. Uh, always ring references. Yeah. Always I ring at least can't two. How many people put a bad reference on there? Yeah. It's well, amazing. They have to put them, and unfortunately for some people, you know, maybe they didn't leave under great circumstances, or you know, they they kind of that's the only reference they've got. So, again, it sounds harsh, but as the business owner, you want the right person for the job, the the right person to be on the bus in that seat. Um, the last thing you want to do is find out later that I don't know they stole from the last employer, or you know something happened, or there was an altercation at work and a punch up with somebody, whatever it is. But at least then you can make the decision knowing that that happened and say, you know what, mate, I'm going to give you another go, or I don't care about that stuff; it doesn't matter for our business or whatever. Yep, cool. So attracting the right staff, we look at getting a job description, putting that job ad together after you've written the description, advertising it, putting it out there look at some basic screening, do the pre-interview questionnaire, which will weed out some people and also have you better insight without wasting time interviewing them, the group interview situation, <laughs> and then just getting it down to the final couple and making a decision from there. Yeah, and that process, uh, I've seen it done in two and a half weeks from start to finish because there's just a flood of applications to that particular ad. There were some standout candidates, group interview, fitted in quickly and inside of four weeks they had their new person starting including notice period and everything doesn't always happen that way so if you are looking to recruit you should allow four to six weeks for the process what happens if you go through that process and you still haven't found the right person you go again 
do it again. Yep. Um, but you where know, would just, you look to tweak? Is it the job ad that perhaps you would look at tweaking? Go or where all the way back it? to the start. Job yep. description and advertisement. Because again, if you were trying to attract customers and you ran an ad in the paper or on Facebook or you did, you know, AdWords campaign or something, and you didn't get a response, you'd go back and change the ad because you still need customers, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't run the ad for the job once, get nothing that you want, and go, oh well, there's nobody out there. Because if you did that with customers, well, you'd shut the doors and go to Centrelink. So, yeah, go and adjust the ad and go again. Because right. you, you obviously need a person. Otherwise, you wouldn't run the ad in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> so don't give up on that. It's, it, and it is, a, it is a bit of work. Now, it's something I think um, tradies in particular, you guys need to get better at this, is um, attracting and retaining good team because it is such a – it is such a critical part of growing a business and getting off the tools as we talk about, Michaela. That's it. And I'm sure we'll talk about in another episode retaining. Once you get that good staff, how do you build a culture that rewards and makes them grow and motivates them? Definitely. Definitely. So if you'd like to um, find out more about today's episode, head to tradiesbusinessshow.com forward slash 32 and we'll have some sample group interview questions there for you to have a look at. And also while you're there, make sure to check out our show sponsor, Myob, with Myob Pay Direct. That's their mobile payment solution. So if you want to get paid on the job as soon as it's done and improve your cash flow, head to tradiesbusinessshow.com forward slash MYOB to find out more. And to make sure you never miss an episode, go to iTunes, hit subscribe. And if you liked today's episode, go tell us uh, by leaving a review on iTunes if you maybe didn't like it or uh, disagreed with my stance on some of this stuff, feel free to tell us. We love feedback and uh, hopefully we'll be uh, reading some more reviews out real soon and getting some sort of funky prize or something we out there. We keep saying people. that. We better actually do something about it. We better that. get a funky prize and we stop talking about it. Take our own medicine. Anyway, thanks for listening, team. Bye for now. All right. You've been listening to The Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Want to get off the tools into true business ownership? Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.